Great. Yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm recording. Me too. Cool. Uh do you want to lead us in on the first episode? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Um uh, well, I don't want to be Ladies, gentlemen, and gender-neutral friends all across the world, welcome to the fourth Adam Sandler podcast. Is it the fourth or is it the fifth? Fuck, I don't know. Two normal toads saving the world with an Adam Sandler podcast. It may not be the first, nor the second, third, or but it's definitely a podcast. What, what did you think of going overboard? Hmm. Um. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Did you? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I really liked all of the, um, just the creative decisions that were made throughout uh-huh. the whole movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I actually was surprised how much I did enjoy it, but uh-huh. I kind of, I was constantly enjoying it in a state of bewilderment, uh-huh. like just mi- just mildly baffled that this thing exists <laughs> and that this thing had existed for so long and I had never seen it, but I had uh-huh. known that it existed for so long. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I think that was, uh-huh. I enjoyed it so much more than I think anybody else that has ever reviewed it. <laughs> wait have you read reviews of it i've, I've read reviews okay it's gotten almost unanimously like zero star or one star reviews this is just from like random people on imdb yeah or whatever so uh you know that's kind of some the, hack named roger critical. ebert yeah yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah bunch of bunch of fools really yeah. um no and i also enjoyed it quite a bit and I, I like that just I was continually entertained by like the decisions more than I was maybe actually engaged in the the movie itself. I mean, there wasn't like a story. No, there's so, no story. And yeah. I, the whole time I like, well, I didn't laugh. I laughed maybe twice. Oh, and it was okay. mostly, again, laughing out of bewilderment. Just <laughs> like, what is ha- what? What? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there was an actual joke that landed for me at all throughout the whole thing. Okay. Um, I, which... I can think of quite a few actually for me. Really? Yeah, but I think it was more like, yeah, but it wasn't the joke so much. It was well, you're just kind other of things happening. You kind of I know that you're kind of you're kind of a a student of that Dicky Diamond kind of comedy, so I could see <laughs> why students. you would. Oh yeah, would really Dicky Diamond's jokes that. are great. You know, <laughs> did you notice that Dicky Diamond was a much better comedian than Shecky Moskowitz? consistently yeah. throughout and yes. also that uh his jokes that he tells at the beginning are the best jokes are the best like joke jokes in the movie when um uh, shaggy moskowitz which is am sandler's character's name uh is watching dicky diamond tell jokes uh those are the best jokes in the movie I would, say, I, I would argue that formally they might be like he uh-huh. is the best joke teller i don't know that i would argue they were the best although i'm not sure they're up against too stiff competition so it could be the case that they're the yeah. best i'm just thinking about the jokes that they're actually telling as comedians there are bits yeah. there are bits in the movie that i liked better but as far as yeah. jokes 
Well, he had one. <laughs> there was one joke. <laughs> Which one was it? Uh, I thought that the the incest joke I thought was probably the best, like formally joke. It had okay. a, it yeah. set something up and then it twists. I also like that he told it again, but switched it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the incest jokes were great. <laughs> um, I really liked the farting jokes, and then anytime he would fart, I thought, man, this is... I didn't think he farted that much. <laughs> well, I only maybe it was only one this, time, this but... This once. Also, I really That was liked... the one time I laughed. Pure laugh. Just, oh, man. <laughs> that dude really ripped that one. Uh, no, I thought... What I thought was great about the fart joke is that, uh... Am Sandler. I'm just gonna call him Am Sandler. Or Shecky, yeah, I actually whatever. can't. Shecky, that's the name. Yeah. Shecky Moskowitz. But you can call uh, him Adam Sandler. Yeah. That way, people don't forget that we're doing an Adam Sandler <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, who's this Shecky character? <laughs> who's this Dicky Diamond? He sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> Dicky Diamond. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. Say what you were gonna oh, say. Oh, then... what I thought was great is he's like, ah, uh, like Adam Sandler's complaining to his friend. Um. And he's saying that, uh, you know, he's like, oh, anybody could get last. These jokes are terrible. Like, what, he's doing an incest joke? And he's like, I bet, what, does he fart on stage also? And then uh, then he immediately farts, like Dickie Diamond farts. That's like, oh, he does. But what I thought was great about that is that he's criticizing him for being a lowbrow comedian. Uh, literally, the scene before that was Am Sandler as the waiter is carrying a drink to somebody and a bird shits in it with a really audible fart noise and then gives it to the woman and then she drinks and has it has like a knowing glance at the at the uh -huh. camera yeah and he looks it. at the camera <laughs> and he like does like a bug's funny like like wink or whatever Aww. yeah it's like oh he's a he's a prankster and uh yeah and so he's criticizing the low brow when he's in like a low brow comedy I don't know. Stuff like that. I was very tickled. I was very tickled yeah. by that. I was very tickled by uh, the audacity of just having, like, showing a shot of a bird and then making a fart sound effect over it and then showing, like, I don't know, they must dropping, have just, like, dropping, like, white... Melted ice cream. Melted it, yeah. ice cream or something into the drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Stuff like that. I was like, you've won me over, movie. Yeah. I think, okay, so, yes, um... <laughs> You said that out loud. Um, so maybe we will talk about what the movie is, like a summary of the movie. Okay. Um, do you want to do that, or I could? Um, do you want to summarize it, or I have a summary written? If you up have or... a summary written, you can just do the summary. Okay. I don't have anything. Um, okay. Um, well, I'll just read the film synopsis that I just Googled. Uh, which <laughs> you have a summary written, which I'm googling yeah, right now. I do. I have it written by someone else. Uh, went ahead and tapped uh -huh. some uh, an outsider for this one. Okay. Um, it's great. Uh, this is actually the summary that I was going to jokingly say was the summary. Uh -huh. um, a general named Noriega sends hitmen to kill a beauty queen on a cruise ship because she made a mockery of him. Uh huh. That's the plot summary. I yeah, mean, that's, I mean that's the plot. I think. Yeah. But no, I like that because that's actually, that's the frame narrative. Yeah. Um, is because the film starts and ends with General Noriega. Yeah. And 
who was than the actual, within the film. I think he was the actual dictator of Panama, I think. Oh God, I don't know anything. Oh. Uh, I believe he was I believe he was the dictator of Panama at the time. Uh, and shortly after the movie came out, I think he was arrested by the CIA or something. Something like that. That's cool. Yeah. And that also actually I believe this I'm trying to think. So the movie this reminds me of the most is probably is Hot Shots and the Hot Shots movies. Okay. I'm not sure when in the timeline, but the Hot Shots movies feature Saddam Hussein as like a character in both of them. Uh okay. But like only sort of. In one of them they have like a big sword fight with Saddam Hussein. Anyway, it kinda of reminded me of that. So I was wondering if they are kind of doing a takeoff of that, but then I was wondering if this movie predated that. Which meant they actually might have been the originator of the bit. Yeah, which would be amazing. I mean, that they... Because this is the first work of kind of... This is the first kind of work of metafiction, I think, that was ever released. And it'd be pretty awesome if they also um, were the first people to to bring in This is the first work characters. of metafiction. Yeah. Is this the first movie with an actual cruise ship? Because I know that they um, would do animated cruise ships in a lot of movies. <laughs> But uh-huh. I don't know that they actually had a, a you know, real-life cruise ship. Before this movie, to indicate a cruise ship, they would just do the like the Indiana Jones map effect but with like a little oh, okay. boat. And they just show like a little like uh, paper cutout of a boat going over a map. Sometimes yeah, you can see yeah. like, the guy's hand pushing it. Oh, God, yeah. Um, really low budget. What, the worst part was that movie that was just took place all on a cruise, and it was just that map moving around all over the place with people <laughs> talking over it. Um it was just really hard to get into the. the so are, you talk, are you talking about speed too? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hot Shots came out in '91. Okay, yeah. So, so this predates it. This thing is pretty incredible. Um, another thing. So the the woman who wrote and directed this was 25 when she did. Yeah. Uh, which is, um, you know. Maybe she should have had another. Maybe she should have got like an MFA first, and she could have done a little better job. But um, I hate to say that. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the things that I enjoyed too is just the. Uh, it felt very much. It felt like a college movie. It felt like a movie that people make when they're in college, mm-hmm. when they're not. They're not very good at it, and the jokes are pretty like. Most of the jokes are pretty bad, but. So. To me, that made the moments that I did enjoy that much more enjoyable because I was just like, these people don't know what they're doing and they're just like goofing off basically and trying to make a goofy movie. And so when I enjoyed it, I was just like, you got it. You did something cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, that's true. Because it's, I mean, they start off. So, okay, let me, let's do the summary. Let's do a summary. So it starts off. so General Noriega is looking through a bunch of snuff film VHS. Well, porn, has. porn films. Yeah, snuff porn films. Snuff is something else. Oh, okay. Um, and he finds a movie called The Unsinkable. I I can't say his name. Schnecky. Shecky. Shecky. Shecky Moskowitz. Shecky. Shecky Moskowitz. Yeah. Uh, he finds a movie called The Unsinkable Shecky Moskowitz. And he puts the movie into his VCR and then begins to watch the movie. The movie that comes up is called Going Overboard. Yeah. And 
he watches Going Overboard. Going Overboard is about a cruise line waiter who doesn't like his job and can't catch a break uh, when it comes to women. And this cruise line waiter aspires to be a comedian and is hoping that he can maybe open for the cruise comedian, Dickie Diamond, the Dickie Diamond. Um, that's pretty much the plot. Yeah, well, there's also the Hitman. Oh, yeah, the Hitman. <clears throat> so, um, well, yeah, you missed quite a bit. There's all the uh, oh, okay. the models. So, for Oh, yeah, thing, Miss America pageant. Yeah, so it's a it's a fourth wall-breaking movie, so as soon as it gets to Shecky uh, Moskowitz, so he puts the tape in, it has like a animated intro, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, someone animated Adam Sandler in these different expressions while it does the credits. Uh, a great reggae song plays, which I was listening to earlier <laughs> on repeat <laughs> to get ready for this podcast. I know the song's called Girly Girly. I can't, I don't remember the artist's name. Um, but so then it jumps to Shecky, Adam Sandler. He gets out of a cab uh, and he immediately starts breaking the fourth wall and doing kind of a Ferris Bueller thing where he's just like, oh, hello there. Didn't see you. It's like, well, welcome to my movie or whatever. He's doing that kind yeah, of Yeah, he thing. actually starts off with uh, Shecky Moskowitz. And it looks like he's telling the cab driver that. Uh-huh. And then the cab drives away and he's looking at you and you re- oh, okay, oh. he's addressing me. He's not just saying his name uh-huh. to the cab driver before he, like, that's his farewell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Good seeing you. As Shecky you Moskowitz. <laughs> Yeah. as you do <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah um where's the going of this so oh so he breaks the fourth uh, wall yeah so it's fourth wall breaking and it's also intercut with these different uh clips of like an interview with uh what are they like miss world beauty pageant contestants yes the women on the cruise are yeah, going and, into a room uh-huh. on the cruise line and or on the ship uh-huh. and so every now and then it'll cut it'll show like them being interviewed and saying something about like something that's happening on the cruise ship. Uh, so then halfway through the movie, inexplicably Miss Australia starts talking about general Noriega and says, general Noriega, he smells like pizza. I don't know. She insults him. I don't remember exactly how she insults him, but he's watching that. He, this on he stinks tape. really bad and she, nobody likes him and he's yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. And so he calls his hitmen in uh, and dispatches them to go, well, kill the people on the cruise ship in the movie. That General General Noriega is yeah. watching a a tape, a recorded artifact yeah. in the real world that cannot change. Yeah. And in the tape, a woman insults him, mm-hmm. and he says he hires he brings his hitman in and uh-huh. says, "Go kill this woman on the tape." And I think they're they are also confused about this. They're making they, fun of him. Yeah, yeah like you like, want us to uh-huh. kill the woman on uh-huh. the VHS tape that you're watching right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, yes, and. They make fun of him until he pulls out a gun and threatens their lives, uh-huh. and then they go off. And then they just go do it. <laughs> they go do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't then, do like, it all the way, but they... they drop the they. There's the the conceit. There is like what he's asking. This was a weird bit, actually. Like I liked it, but it. If you look into it, it doesn't make any sense, even within the conceit that it like constructs for, constructs for itself. Because he asks them, they're making fun of him. And the joke is, his request is so absurd, and so you're kind of along with the hitman that he uh, is asking, and you're like, yeah, that's really funny. Like, what? They're supposed to go kill him, kill the person on the movie, but then they just go do it, and then it like drops, 
that that's even a ridiculous thing to ask. They just go on a boat and go find the cruise ship. Yeah, which just takes it to a whole other level because at certain points then later on in the film, he's actually watching on the yeah. television mm-hmm. the hitmen that he sent out to kill this woman. Yeah, um, yeah I'm drafting a, an email to Adam Sandler just wondering if he knew about this continuity error in, in the film. <laughs> Did, you know this? Do you know that Adam Sandler does not put this movie on his website? He doesn't? Uh-uh. Wow. Maybe yeah. because he didn't have... Um, Maybe because he didn't have creative it's control. It's because of the continuity error. <laughs> well, he also he also doesn't put anything except punch drunk love. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she also didn't have creative control. Of. Right, so it's kind of strange. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it could be the continuity error. Um, oh, I was gonna say one thing. I wrote in my notes is he's wearing in the scenes where he's not dressed like a waiter. He has like a baseball cap on his head. That's like a little bit too high up and that's a very like early nineties like style of wearing like a baseball cap. Yeah. And it also uh, it imbues a sort of uh, childlike quality to him, which I think is something that he utilizes a lot early in his career. Absolutely. Setting himself up as the childlike uh, every man or even innocent, the innocent, I guess. And which I, yeah, go ahead. I thought he wasn't going to go, as far into it in this one because he sort of starts off as being sort of the like the bugs bunny the sort of like incorrigible stinker or whatever he's mm-hmm. like oh, i'm gonna prank people i'm kind of like above the hijinks and i'm gonna comment on it uh but then really quickly he just becomes kind of more of a imbecile type character yes. yeah and less of a like oh i'm like groucho marx or whatever and more just like another wacky character that is caught up in the bits of the movie. Yeah. I, um, I, I think the, the hat thing is inter or the kind of how that communicates is somewhat more innocent perspective because mm-hmm. like when Dickie diamond makes a gross joke, he does it in a knowing way that, uh, that, that Shecky doesn't, uh-huh. you know, like when, when Shecky makes the, cause he has some like perverted moments where he's like looking at the camera, like, oh, I'm going to find a girl or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but there is that sense that he's not, he's, he's uninitiated or something. I don't know. There is something very childlike about it that, mm-hmm. um, it didn't offend me the way that the Dickie diamond jokes offended me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was, also, I, I liked like, Dickie diamond. I know. I, was, I, I know. sat down there with all the, the girls that are fawning over I would have just sat there right with them and been like, tell yeah, me another rub- one, please. <laughs> As I rub your thigh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I also wonder if the hat thing is maybe like um, leading into Billy Madison. Like in this episode, he's actually supposed mm-hmm. to be four years old. And then in Billy Madison, <laughs> he turns five and has to go to school. He's going back to school, but he's actually really going to school for the first time. <laughs> Are you suggesting that the films of Adam Sandler are sort of like, uh, there's like a meta arc that is the aging process? Because I think you could be right. And then what's next? Is it Happy Gilmore and he's angrier? Mm Mm-hmm. As people get, as children become. The terrible sevens, yeah. The terrible sevens. As they call them. Uh, (laughs) Very early on, there's a moment where Dickie Diamond is making fun of a girl um, in the audience. And he just keeps harping on this girl. Yeah. And and Shecky is standing there and finally calls him out, like, stop making fun of this girl. Mm-hmm. And 
Diggy Diamond confronts Shecky, and then Shecky pulls out a gun and shoots him and kills him and kicks him out of the mm-hmm. way and does some stand up. That ends up being a dream, right? We know that that, yeah, that was like or a, like a, a kind of a, a daydream, daydream yeah. yeah. But that it was very, it was in those moments where it's kind of the whole film is just almost impossible and not intentionally so, but almost impossible to tell what's really happening and what's not mm-hmm. really happening. Um, that was just one moment that stood out to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that one even, like, you can you can see the sort of, like, you know, they're not filmmakers who have made films before. So, like, in that, I feel like a more, like, polished film, it'd be clear where, which part was the daydream. Yeah. And it isn't. So, like, I don't know if in the movie's continuity, and the movie, like, would just give me the finger for like even asking this question yes yes but um but i could not tell like is he supposed to is the heckling part supposed to be actually something that happened and then the gun is where the fantasy starts or is just the whole thing because i think one of the things there is that girl like having that attention on Mm -hmm. that that woman and shecky defending her Mm -hmm. sets up a certain like triangle relationship that you see in mm-hmm. stories all the time where like yeah. main good guy defends girl from bad guy gets uh-huh. girl. And I think that was one of the things is there was so much focus on her for a very brief period of time, but uh-huh. it was a very intense focus. And then he shoots, okay, this isn't happening. He's shooting him. Uh-huh. Um, but does, is this girl going to come back into the story at all? No, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Why would we do that? Yeah. Do you have an Adam Sandler impression? Cause I don't, I do not. Um, it would help man. if someone could do his, like, because he's got such a, like, you know, his his mannerisms. He didn't do them in this movie, which I thought was interesting. No, he so. didn't. But, I mean, maybe that's why he doesn't put it on his website. It's not really an Adam Sandler movie. He's just kind of, it's like a spoof film. Yeah, he was just playing the character they, in. that I mean, this is, yeah, this yeah. is, um, this is a, totally him playing a character it, there's nothing adam sandler about this at all yeah um i think a lot of people didn't even know it was adam sandler mm-hmm. because they didn't know who adam sandler <laughs> at was the time. <laughs> <laughs> well they just got lost in the role too they did yeah um he went out i mean yeah he went out on a cruise ship for months um, <laughs> this is i mean method acting at its finest um <laughs> he was hanging out <laughs> Getting just following horrible comics around and learning <laughs> learning from the best. Uh, um, I have my notes are totally incoherent though. Um, it's pretty much just any moment that I that stood out to me, like lines that stood out to me. Yeah, but sometimes I wrote here: is he sh- is he Shecky Moskowitz? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting getting some deep thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, really. What is Shecky Moskowitz? What's the nature of being? Uh, well, there are I, some really good, good, really good moments. Like, yeah. uh, I um, he's, I just uh, so I mean, let's kind of keep going with the plot because I feel like we kind of stopped halfway through. One of the things about it is it's just so, um, incoherently episodic. Like it'll have uh, episodes that yeah. don't matter at all. So at one point, Shecky gets, um. Uh, Shecky comes over to the bar, says hi to a woman. She tells him to fuck off. She leaves. Then Dickie Diamond comes over. 
mm-hmm. he starts talking to Dickie Diamond. Dickie Diamond essentially tells him to fuck off as well. The girl comes back. It turns out that it's Dickie Diamond's girlfriend mm-hmm. and the girl who had called out General Noriega. Mm-hmm. Dickie Diamond punches Shecky, leaves, and then Shecky's really bummed about it. He goes wandering. He's talking to the camera like, oh, I'm a, I don't know uh-huh. what I'm going to do. I, I'm uh-huh. so sad. And on the cruise, everyone's making out around him yeah. as he's walking uh, through the like um, top deck area. Uh-huh. He sits down. He sits. There's no reason to have this scene. They just need a transition into the next day. That's all they need. But they have this scene of him walking and feeling mopey, which you would think would be enough. But then as he's saying that, he sits down. He's like, you know what? I know what I'll do. Maybe I'll just meditate until dawn. <laughs> okay. He's going to go meditate. So he yeah, they goes... didn't know how to end scenes. So they had to be <laughs> no. like, well, I'll walk out of the room now. I'm going to sleep well, now. The great thing is, though, it never actually answers the problem because then they just create a new scene for themselves. They're like, well, sh- okay, how do we end this one, though? Yeah, so he goes, he goes, he goes, um, um, and he meditates for a minute. It cuts to dawn. He sits down on his bed and he's like, wow, that was exhausting. So he meditated until dawn, apparently, and he says, I think I'll go to sleep now. Why didn't you just have him go to sleep? Why didn't he just... <laughs> then doesn't he have a bad dream or something? And then he, he wakes has... up and he's like, oh, that was a bad dream. All right, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> they really do not... <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. It felt like four transitions in a row just to get to what they wanted to say, but maybe, maybe like the the destination See, was the journey was, or the journey yeah, was the destination the i was gonna say it's about the journey just <laughs> yeah that's what it is because he has the bad dream that uh does he get what happens in the bad dream the first bad uh, dream i think he's in a mental institution oh yes and then dicky diamond is like going <laughs> or something because he has that really annoying laugh that they keep one of, one of the uh, miss america women um has a has a snare drum and is doing the boom boom <laughs> yeah, right. over and over and over again. <laughs> it's really intense. He has an apple in his mouth, but it's not actually uh, gagged. It's he's just holding it in his mouth. Yeah, right. Um, and he's it's in like, a straight jacket. Oh, is that where the line? Uh... Okay, it's on the IMDb quotes page. Oh, yeah. Look at you. You look just like your sister. A pig. Oh, I think that's wow. where that line is. Yeah. Yeah. That's Dicky Diamond, though. He's one of those. He's he's intense. He's one of those, like, those comics where he's, like, doing uppercuts and, like, you know, insulting the audience. They have and a name for that. What's it's it? It's endearing, yeah. What's it called? Um, Like, uh, this kind of comic who doesn't really care and just they're really edgy and they say whatever uh-huh. they want. Um, no. Uh, I think oh, that's that, it's oh, it's called a uh, a white guy. What? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Just you know, going around doesn't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. Just calling. Say whatever out. they think. Calling people out on their privilege. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just go um, it. So there's a bunch of stuff in that scene that I really liked. Uh, the scene where he's in the bar. I think that might be my favorite scene just because there's all these little things that I noted. Uh, so one thing I really liked, uh, so there's a running gag. They only do it twice, but there's a, so there's a rock star on the boat yeah. named Corker, Croker, Croker, uh, Croker or Croker. Yeah. Yeah. And also when they L- introduce Lead singer him, for Yellow Teeth. 
Yellow teeth, yeah. And the song that he sings is called something about like slapping the cat. Yeah. Yeah. And he's good. Yeah, he's good. He, that's a good part of the movie. And when they first introduce him, <clears throat> Shecky says, this person has nothing to do with the movie or something. And I was like, ah, shoot, he's not going to be in the rest of the movie. But then he was, so I was happy because I was engaged in that. Absolutely. I like that, I, little, bit of, I like that little bit of edge to have a rocker. Oh, on yeah. The boat. Yeah. Yeah. I think it gave it a certain amount of edge. Absolutely. Uh, um, because yeah, of how edgy just, he because because how he was. He's a right edgy guy. Yeah. All right. So there's a running gag um, where he talks about he was like, I used to be a waiter. I hate food or I hated it. I used to have to touch other people's food and it'd get under my fingernails. All their chewed also, up food. He would yeah, touch their chewed up food. That was the only thing in the movie that actually made me a little grossed out, too. And possibly in like, you know, I've seen so many of these grossed out movies and they just try to throw like bodily functions at you and you're yeah. just like, eh, or whatever. After you've seen enough, it's like, I don't, I'm not, that doesn't do anything. But thinking about like the food under the fingernails, I was just like, ugh. Yeah, the chewed so, up food under fingernails. Yeah, I don't know why like, that would ever happen to someone, but it is disgusting. He's <laughs> just like digging his hands into the like food. I don't know. Dude, just carry it out on the plates. Why do you keep picking <laughs> yeah. up handfuls of the food? He's like, I hate this. <laughs> um. So anyway, but then he like is like, so the second time he tells it is when they're at the bar. And he's like, you know what I used to do? I used to go out. I used to go to the bathroom and take a number two. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, this is going to be really gross what he does. And he's like, and then I wouldn't wash my hands. And I liked that. I don't that know. W- I don't know if it was intentionally like trying to like throw my expectations for something grosser or if that was just what they thought. They're like, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> No, I think you're right. I mean, coming, I mean, coming so close. I mean, from the same character who says uh-huh. the disgusting food under the fingernails. I mean, he uh-huh. get. I think also part of it is when he's performing that character, that really stupid, unbelievable character. There's like a believability to that moment of like how gross it is for him. Um, uh-huh. No, so that yeah. makes perfect. That makes perfect sense that they would knowingly have this moment mm-hmm. where um, one of the few times where uh, they think about. Um, comedy um so we look through the rest of my can i go through the the other things uh that i liked about the scene though oh yeah yeah um so one is that am sandler is drinking milk which i thought i don't know i just noted that i I didn't notice that (laughs) why is he drinking milk everyone else is drinking like beer or something i guess it could be like a white russian or something but i think it was just milk i hope so i like to think so and i wonder if the thought was like oh shecky is kind of like he's a pure character he has milk yeah, but they don't comment on it. But what I really liked is so I think the scene is all one shot. Holy and shit! He interacts, and I think he interacts with four different characters. He interacts with the rock star. He interacts with his. I can't exactly remember the order, but in that one bar scene, he interacts with the rock star. He interacts with his friend, who then a girl comes and picks up. His friend Bob. Does he interact with the bartender uh, as well in this scene? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get to that because that okay. was interesting too. Uh, he interacts with, oh, uh, he interacts with Miss Australia. Then he interacts with Dickie Diamond, and then Miss Australia comes back. Yeah. And Dickie Diamond punches him, and then he's gonna talk to the bartender. And when he talks to the bartender, the camera pans over 
to where the bartender has been standing there the entire time, washing like a dish or something. Like it doesn't cut. I'm pretty sure it's all one shot. Uh, And then the bartender says, oh, is this? Yeah, I think the bartender says something like, behind the mask of a clown lies a trail of tears. Holy shit. Uh, So I think that's all one shot. Uh, The same piano, this like jazzy piano is playing the whole time. And after he gets punched, it gets a little bit sadder. Jesus. And then I think, yeah, and then I think the scene where he's moving through all the people making out, which I also thought was great because at first, because it was so over the top, but not so over the top that you couldn't, that it was like in your face. I don't know. But I think that's all one scene too. Yeah, it didn't like call attention to itself. It's very dimly lit. Oh, yeah, it's panning as he's walking. Everyone's making out and it's panning through. Um, And the piano music is still playing. I don't know. There's these little things like that that I'm just like, someone was like having a good time, like with these shots and stuff. Yeah. The shots are terrible, but. Well, you actually, speaking of continuous shots, my probably my favorite is um, very early on the. Uh, when he is first out of the cab, introduces himself, and then he decides uh, to go on board the ship. Uh, yeah. And we have this just really well-done pan of um, all the way up the probably, I would mm-hmm. say, four or five flights of stairs as uh-huh. as Shecky um, kind of does a little dance all the he's way like, up those stairs. Yeah, he's like really like throwing his arms around. Yeah, and, I think and it's just painting up. All the way up, yeah. uh, left to right, left to right, real smooth pan. Um, uh, just probably my, in terms of favorite shots, probably one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I really liked that too. I was going to bring that up, but that actually that was one of the moments where at the very beginning of the movie, I was like, "Oh, you sold me!" And oh uh, yeah, I'm in good hands. This is going to be great. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, oh and my I, god, I was I suppose? What's that? <laughs> so I was I suppose. Uh, I'm looking through my notes. It says, I did note that when he's in the dream sequence with the straight jacket and the apple, he's also wearing the baseball cap again. Mm, man, really infantilized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's probably we, just Adam Sandler's like hat at the time. I think it was, he forgot it was on sometimes because it's so <laughs> yeah. far back on his head. Uh, it's just exactly how a four-year-old would wear their hat, not thinking about the fact that they have a hat on. Like, you don't know how to wear a hat yet, uh, do you? Yeah, you don't know no, what, that must be intentional. You don't know what hats are for. Um, I want to come back to that sequence of pointless dreams because that second dream that he wakes up from, um, or he, he wakes up from, from the dream in which he's in the straitjacket, and that's <laughs> when he says the line, uh, I have it written down. Where is it? That was a bad dream. I'm going to try going back to sleep, and maybe this dream will be better. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And goes back to sleep and then finds a woman on the beach who mm. wants to make out with him. He starts making out uh-huh. with this woman. She leaves and then a bunch of other women come and start making out with him. But a, another woman comes by and stands over him. And it happens to be his friend dressed as his mother um, who uh-huh. wakes who wakes Shecky up because he's late for work. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where we get. So we have this. Uh, that would be. Would you count? I'm trying to think of how many transition scenes there are there. So there's walking uh, and seeing everyone making out. There's um, uh, in the bedroom. Med- meditating. There's, yes, and realizing he needs to go to sleep. There's the actual dream. There's waking uh-huh. up from the dream and then deciding he needs to go back to sleep. 
then going back to sleep, and then there's him waking up to his friend, which I guess, you know, when you think about it, there is a lot of important stuff that comes out of that. Like his friend uh, looks like his mom. Yeah. 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 We wouldn't Did know that. His otherwise. friend looked like, uh, if, if the nineties, Macaulay Culkin was like an adult. Mm. Did you think that his friend kind of looked like that? Cause that's what I saw. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think that I didn't think about that, but now that you mention it, let me look up his name. Um, no, I'm not going to look up his name. But yeah, I could see another movies. I saw that he was in other movies. Yeah, I could see that though. Excuse me. Um, so I want to say something because I didn't know that general Noriega was a real person. Oh yeah. I, I know that now. Um, and, but one of the strange things to me is that his, his henchmen's fake accents aren't, um, like they aren't speaking it with um, any kind of like Spanish accent. Yeah. There's no, a- when they speak English, it's not a Spanish uh-huh. accent. It's actually a more Arab accent that they're using. Uh, one, of their, one of their names is like Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So his henchmen are like stereotypical Arabs, I think. Terrorists. Right. Yeah. Ter- uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is just weird. Yeah. Hey, did you see Billy Bob Thornton's in this? Yeah. Did you see when Billy Bob Thornton showed up? Did you catch it? Oh wait, no, the first time he showed up? I just There's saw him. There's only one time. Okay, yeah, in the in the stand up? Yeah. Yeah, just tearing into him. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, he did a killer job. Yeah, he did actually. I'm trying to think of who else was in. Billy Zane. Okay. As King Neptune. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Billy Billy Zane of Titanic fame. Okay. And also, a lot of movies about boats. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'd, that'd be an interesting podcast. <laughs> boats and Billy could could be this could be this one. Yeah, boat Zane. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, Milton Burroughs. <laughs> speaking yeah. speaking of rich comedy, um, I'm talking about my performance, not um, the film. Uh, Milton Burroughs is in it and has. A, I think a really good message. He ends up saying, don't forget the power of laughter. But I kind of feel like his message to Shecky, because Shecky in kind uh-huh. of his lowest point um, is wandering around. Um, I think he's serving, serving drinks in the restaurant yeah. and stumbles upon Milton Burroughs. No, he's not. He's doing comedy and he's bombing, I think. Okay. I think he's like, I wonder what, what would Milton, what if Milton Burrow was here? Or something. Yeah. And he goes to another... I think that's what happens. Anyway, he's like... He runs into him one way or another. Does, yeah, does he speak him into existence? What if Milton... I think what would Milton Burl do? I think he speaks him into existence. Yeah, yeah. good. And so Milton yeah. Burl has this message about the power of laughter. That's the explicit message. Mm-hmm. But I think the real message, and it's maybe the message that Going Overboard is trying to communicate, is know your audience. Because uh, yeah. Milton Burl's whole point is you're you have all these jokes, um, all of mm-hmm. all of Shecky's jokes are for a specific audience. They are not for the crowd that's on this cruise ship, which is a bunch of uh-huh. women. And so yeah. he says, you need to tell some jokes about having a girlfriend or not having a girlfriend, uh-huh. and see how that works. Uh-huh. Uh, which I which I found really, I think that's a takeaway. Regardless, however you're reading the film, that's just a good takeaway that you you got to know your audience. Uh, yeah, 
What I liked, too, is that he's giving him, like, examples of jokes. And so I think, I think after that, all of a sudden, he, like, is able to, to kill on stage, right? And he's able to tell these jokes that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't tell the difference in quality between any of the jokes. <laughs> like, the jokes that he told when he was, like, a bad comedian and the jokes that he told when he was a good one. Like, it's... I guess it's hard because except that he tells them in a more confident way, he, but, and the audience like, doesn't react. I mean, it's about the audience reaction, right? Uh, if they had been booing, yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that it would have felt the exact same. It felt, I mean, it felt different for me, but it very well could have been the fact that the audience wasn't the screaming jokes, at him; they were yeah, cheering. I was, I was like, these jokes are the same. <laughs> I honestly don't remember in his jokes earlier on being anything uh, except being like, "What's your name? Oh, you got. Oh, that's your name, <laughs> Dave. Okay, you got a name. Nice. <laughs> that part was good." Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember, so one of the jokes he told us before, he does something about, uh, I saw some hoodlums, hoodlums harassing an old woman, and they're trying to take the ring, they're pulling on the ring on her finger, and so I, I was like, I need to do something, so I came over, and I was like, you gotta use some some oil on that to get the ring off, so that was one of the ones that he told when he was a bad comedian. Yeah, that one's so good. The only, yeah, and I thought it was, I, that's a pretty, that's a good joke. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by that now yeah, yeah um but also uh so then when he he's good at comedy the only one i remember is he's saying something about his grandma and he's like my grandma her ears got really big or what no she she only wears one hearing aid yeah she's like she got these hearing aids but she put them both in one ear so now she can't hear out of one ear but out of the other ear it's like she's a bat like where's the nursing home like that's that was the bit, and they laughed at that, and, didn't they? They loved that it. was the bit. They, that they ate loved. that shit yeah. up. God. I know, and I was like, that joke doesn't have a joke in it. That's not it. Yeah, and the other and the other one does. There's no misdirection in this. <laughs> yeah, there's no misdirection. It's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. The, shit. I know. I'm. Maybe you're not supposed to know your audience. Maybe you're just. Maybe the real message is find people who will cheer for you. <laughs> Well, he tells he tells the second joke much more like confidently though. That's true. And you can see I feel you can see a little bit of Adam Sandler's like the stand-up comedian come out at that point. What I want to know too is if that bit was actually in a set. Oh, did you see on joke. the in the um, in the credits? It it lists um, additional stand-up material written by Adam Sandler and. Um, the dude who played Dickie Diamond, I can't remember uh, his name, but uh, uh, Scott LaRose. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I think there was, I don't know what uh, what was what, but um, I think some of that was was their work, not the work of the, the writer-director, whose name okay. was Valerie Bryman. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. A woman director doing a comedy film yeah. in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, I, one of the moments I really liked was, uh, this, okay. Her name is Ellen. Dickie Diamond's girlfriend, Miss Australia is named Ellen. But at one point the, um, the henchmen call her Cecilia. We're coming for you, Cecilia. Um, Uh which I thought was weird. But anyway, she has this line where she's upset. She thinks she's going to die because the henchmen are after her. They're chasing them around the boat. And she says, I have this morbid desire to be deformed. Mm-hmm. When she's talking about being beautiful and how much she hates being beautiful. Yeah, I do remember that. Which yeah. was like, 
I mean, the whole time you're you're you know that you're supposed to be like misreading what's said, right? Like tw- taking everything not at face value and reading it as a, a joke on somebody. Um, but that one like stood out to me in a weird way uh-huh. because there's like for me there's a sense that the whole movie is about men and how men mm-hmm. interact with women. Mm-hmm. Like all of the men are doing. There, there are all kinds of weird scenes. There's a scene with General Noriega when a woman is sitting on his lap and she's mm-hmm. laughing at his jokes and um, she's, but at the same time, through the laughter and through the joking around, asking whether he will release her father from prison. Mm-hmm. There's That's the, right. yeah. the whole fact that Shecky the whole time wants to find a woman and the woman he ends mm-hmm. up with at the very end is Neptune's daughter, a uh-huh. myth, you know, a, a fictional creature. And also, uh, also a character who becomes a sort of something of a mentor for him neptune yeah and also the woman that he ends up with at the end is not part of the movie at all they're just at the end of the movie they're like well adam sandler needs to get laid at the end of this movie everyone else is here we'll invent another character that shows up and also give them a super innocent frame they're Mm -hmm. just actually standing and watching the sunset and neptune has said have her home by 11 like there's um yeah and then there was the really – it looks like the – I mean, I don't want to get too serious about it, but um, it looks like when the terrorists are ha- have a hold of Ellen that they're, like, mock having sex with her. Yeah. They're, like, gyrating and yeah, doing weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's definitely a thing that's happening. Um, so, yeah, and all of it, there's, like, this undercurrent of men's perceptions of women uh, male mm-hmm. perceptions of women. And then for her to have this moment where she's, she is like, she's a jerk and no one has any like redemptive moment. Dickie diamond has one, I think more than anyone, but then he immediately undermines that as soon as he gets <laughs> free. So this is, this is a huge plot thing that we didn't talk about. So Dickie yeah, diamond, you should talk about that. Dickie diamond is doing just fine, killing it in the standup, um, and <laughs> is being a total asshole to, to, she- to Shecky. And then uh-huh. he, um, he gets locked in a bathroom. Can I, can I, yes, go ahead. This, there's a moment that I really liked. Uh, his stomach is upset and he's like, I'm not going to puke. I'm not going to puke. And then he like, his stomach is like making gurgling noises. Yeah. And so one of the, one of his, uh, characteristics is that he gives everything the finger. So he's always flipping things oh, off. Shit. Yeah. And so then at this, at this moment, he's like, I'm not going to puke. I'm not going to puke. Ah! And then he gives his stomach the finger. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. The the movie is feeling more <laughs> more comedic to me the more we talk about it. <laughs> oh, that was a yeah. joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's yeah. yeah he's he's sick. He's thinks he's gonna throw up or shit his pants, and so he goes into his his room and goes into the bathroom and locks himself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he locks himself in the bathroom. I would say at least before the halfway point of the movie. I mean, it's there's mm-hmm. a lot of movie left, and they have a so he lost his hat overboard. His hat went overboard. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Going overboard. The hat. It's all <laughs> no. Um, so he loses his hat and the unsinkable shit. <laughs> he loses his hat. Uh, Ellen sees that he loses his hat. She screams and they uh, just assume obviously why not that he has fallen overboard. Mm-hmm. They have a funeral yeah. for him impromptu. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so he's locked in there for the rest of the thing. Yeah. But so, as he's locked in there, we it he moves through stages it's actually so if if adam sandler's uh, filmography uh, is a movement through 
like uh, maturation. Mm-hmm. Dicky Diamond's moment of being locked in that in that room for a few days in that bathroom is actually a backwards movement. He moves back through adolescence and early childhood to the point that at the end he's like a ba- at one point he's calling out to his dad and then he's praying uh-huh. to a higher being that if they just let him yeah. out he'll be good he'll be good and uh-huh. immediately upon getting let out yeah. he says haha you fuckers i'm an atheist and walks out and it has not changed at all and then i <laughs> so i knew that was coming i knew when he was saying I, if i if i'm if I'm good, or if you let me out, God, I'll never swear again. I'll never give people the finger again. All this stuff. I knew that as soon as he was let out, he was going to be like, fuck her or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it still got me just that he was so boldly like, ha, I'm an atheist. Like something about it. It was yeah, so slightly you, different than I expected. You so saw I, that as I, I just that. saw it as really frustrating because I'd been waiting the whole movie to because i love character redemption stories and i really kind of so you, you were watching the movie as a movie yeah i really was it's like a story and i didn't i thought oh i wasn't doing that i thought shecky was a supporting character and this whole movie was actually about dicky diamond and how he kind of finds himself and you know becomes a true mm-hmm. artist and by true artist i mean yeah. a christian comedian and that didn't happen and when that's, that didn't happen that really it's so disappointing yeah <laughs> I kind of wait, and every movie I watch, I'm kind of hoping that they find themselves and become a Christian comedian. And so you can imagine why I was hesitant to do a movie watching podcast. Uh, But there's a there's another part in the bathroom stuff that I liked, which is that so it keeps cutting back to him. Yeah. And at one point, it cuts back to him, and what he's doing is he's like, he's taking his he takes his shoes off, and he's like, "Why am I wearing these shoes? These shoes are so stupid." (laughs) Yes. He throws them. And then he takes his socks off, and he's like, these socks are so stupid. Why did I decide to put these socks on? What was I thinking? I don't know. I thought, I thought that was funny, too. Absolutely. There's this, I mean, I wish I, I, I think for the for future movies, I'll have the script with me and I, so I can read along with it, because there's another moment where he says something about his necklace. Um, mm, he, like, takes it off, that. and he's like, you don't even deserve this. Like, oh, why are yeah, you wearing this? Just, I, uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's stripped bear i mean this is just <laughs> uh, it really goes into the soul it really does diamond. it's beautiful what happens to him at the end of the movie is he like on a is he get sent off on a he, he confronts the terrorists because so the the resolution is the terrorists are going to kill um kill ellen but mm-hmm. they don't they hear i think they hear shecky doing stand-up and decide to try it out mm-hmm. um and they really like it and they kind of find their calling yeah. um you know that you you have you have more power it's it's about the power of laughter mm-hmm. and so when they realize you know i can yeah i could i could make people do what i want or i could i could show them to funny things you know that big that's a big distinction and so they do that and then he confronts them and they throw him off the the ship they don't give him a life preserver i don't think but he manages to have one when it cuts back to him and he's just out there cussing and flipping off and then sinks and then his middle finger comes back up and he flips off one more time and then he sinks okay yeah i will say i will say for as much as i enjoyed this movie about two-thirds of the way in i was very bored (laughs) (laughs) i guess because i wasn't i wasn't engaged in the story 
which I, I think is the idea. Uh, but I guess for me, it's that's very, about as it's very long, Brechtian in that like, sense. About about an hour of this sort of like these bits or sketches or whatever. Uh, I, I thought it was satisfying, and then after that, I was like, "All right." Yeah, how long was it actually? Was it... it was an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Okay, yeah, I think but that it seemed could... a little long. Yeah, for this kind of movie I def... by about thirty-seven by minutes. About an hour, <laughs> no. By about an hour and thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely could have been a short film, but you wouldn't have learned all of the really good details about <laughs> the fact that like his best friend looks like his mom, mm. which comes back up later. <laughs> When his mom yeah, think, magically appears on the ship. Yeah, this movie did need, uh, and I feel like this movie did need breathing room because I, I think that they didn't know what bits were going to be funny or not. Yeah. Much Nor like did anyone else that's apparently watched this movie. <laughs> but, but I tell you, there are funny bits in this movie. I think the movie needed a long space to get those in. Uh, and by having the space, they were able to get these weird little moments that I enjoyed in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like this podcast, you know, we're going to, we're going to give it the space it needs to breathe, but then Uh we're going to send this to a professional podcaster who's going to cut it down to the parts that are really good. And that's maybe Uh something they could have done. I looked up the budget for it. Uh, It was $200,000 budget, (laughs) which is a Uh lot more than you'd think. I guess maybe a lot of that is the, um, Oh, the the budget for this movie. Yeah. Which I, I think talking about for to have someone edit this podcast. Oh no, for the, our like, podcast. Yeah. No, I'm gonna find somebody uh-huh. who'll do it for maybe twenty bucks. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Hopefully, um, I'm trying to think of where yeah, where 20, the two hundred thousand dollars coming from. I would guess the Billy Zane cameo. Mm. Yeah, I mean Milton Berle. I don't know. Oh, the cruise, uh, the ship. Doing a movie like this, the ship. Maybe they just had the ship, and they were like. I, we might as well do I, something with this. I, I understand that they were actually on a cruise ship and that they, so there's some fun trivia from the IMDB page about this movie. Uh, one is that uh, the production was shot entirely on a cruise ship going from New Orleans to Cancun. The ship was going to the Miss Universe pageant and was filled with beauty queens from all over the United States. So I think they just happened to, they were like, let's book a, cruise ship and then let's try and film a movie on it uh also the camera crew forgot to bring a box of lenses on the ship so the director of photography was forced to shoot with the wrong lenses oh my god i don't think that's noticeable though (laughs) any Uh, not on our really high quality i don't maybe on the remastered blu-ray we'll be able to tell any other trivia uh well i i see one that's pretty interesting that's on the imdb page uh i'm i'm almost wondering if like i don't know where they get this trivia so i wonder if it's just something someone submitted <laughs> there's no way someone... to... yeah so i don't know how ver how you if you could verify these or not but i'll go ahead and read it yeah it's on imdb it says adam sandler enjoyed working on this movie so much due to this being his first leading actor appearance he ate lunch with the director constantly drank frequently with his co-stars and cried when he ended filming two days after production ended he got so drunk with the director, they were charged 2000 for charges to a hotel room. On the end of one of those bills, it said, We won't charge you for the fecal stains on the mattress. We deal with those a lot here. Smiley face. Only the director recalls the story, as Sandler denies it to this day. Wow. Yeah. Um, what's fecal? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just it's kind of pastry. Oh, okay. 
man, sounds like they had a good time. Um, you think she submitted that? <laughs> Only the director. Yeah, Only the director. Yeah, me. Yeah, the director. <laughs> she she maintains the IMDb page of this movie. Um, she was in the movie too as Bambi, but I don't. I saw that afterward uh, yeah. and don't remember who Bambi was. I'm wondering if Bambi was, Bambi was um was uh um Croker's girlfriend at the beginning who they're making oh, yeah, they're making out like that. crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it may yeah. that may have been her. Um so yeah, the the crazy thing I think for me about going overboard is how 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 long it's been in my life without me ever having watched it. Because I can remember uh-huh. around the time that I was watching a lot, I, I can I feel like I can remember even before um, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, which were two mm-hmm. really important movies to me as a kid. Uh-huh. I can remember going overboard because I remember thinking it was Gilbert Godfrey, because the cover of Going Overboard shows Adam oh. Sandler making this really confused uh-huh. face, and I, I remember as a little kid thinking that I didn't know the name for Gilbert Godfrey either. I just knew that he'd been in uh-huh. like Hollywood Squares or whatever. Um, yeah. And thinking this was a Gilbert Godfrey movie. Um, and then I think my cousin had a cop, a VHS copy of it, but we never watched it. But it was always one of those movies that as a eight, nine, ten year old kid, I wanted to watch because it was suggestive of pornography. <laughs> Like it looks like it's going to be, um, there's going to be scenes of nudity in in the movie. That definitely sets you up for that. I'm trying to find a good picture of the cover and see what it says on the cover. Um, let me see. Well, I think there's there's two covers I've seen. One just has uh, Adam Sandler in like a life preserver, but one is Adam Sandler like making a kind of a shrug expression while two women on either side Dive, of them are yeah. in bikinis and they're like diving. Yeah. Let me uh, let me see if I can. But yeah, it does. It seems like it's gonna be one of those like sex romps kind of where there's a lot of toplessness. Yes, which women eight year old Justin disrobed. Eight year old Justin was always excited about, and that yeah. and that didn't happen. Um, so in some way, no. I, in some way, I think I did myself a solid because I can see eight-year-old Justin sitting up at like midnight at his cousin's house uh-huh. watching this VHS and waiting for the nudity uh-huh. and it just never coming. And that, yeah, that was always the worst part about being a kid. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the nudity yeah. that never comes. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's true. the, the, so um, the tagline, man, he looks just like Gilbert Godfrey. The, uh-huh. the tagline is in the world of comedy, it's sink or swim, which I feel like, mm, that, it sounds like they so, went for the first one yeah. they came with, came up with. Talking about uh, talking about nudity, what, one of the things I thought was interesting is that this is like an R-rated movie, so there's tons of uh, there's tons of curse words, there's tons of f bombs in it, um, and I don't think that Adam Sandler through the bulk of his career, I think he was mostly PG thirteen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So once he became a star, it was pretty much all PG thirteen until at some point. He's what they started doing R-rated movies. Now, but now he I does them as like he, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of the exception to the Adam Sandler rule mm-hmm. in some way. Um, I wonder if that's why he does. No, I, yeah, why doesn't he include it on his? I mean, I made a joke about creative control, I, but it I, may actually be that yeah. he's think, he's done a lot I think of his he own just stuff. Like it, yeah. 
Um, uh, according to IMDb, Adam Sandler was so embarrassed by this film, his first starring role, that it wasn't that it isn't listed on his filmography on his official website. Yeah, I, I could see that because he really makes an ass mm-hmm. of himself here, which is something he doesn't do in any other movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the back says, "Beauty queens, a rock star, and one desperate comedian are all making waves on the high seas." And that's the yeah, that's the back cover. Um, I mean, yeah, the back cover has a little shot from probably the most um, risque scene, which is that dream scene where the woman in the g-string bikini is grinding on him, and there's a there's a still from from that scene on the back cover as well. So. Definitely sets you up to think that there's going to be some nudity in this. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm sorry I keep harping on that, but <laughs> directors out there, if it you're sounds, listening, sounds like it's more. Sounds like it wasn't just eight year old Justin. Uh, yeah, that was disappointed. <laughs> Let's just say, you know, I do that a lot. Where you know the the payoff is never as as good as my expectations, and uh-huh. this, it went out again. <laughs> yeah, the perfect movie for you. Someone becomes a Christian comedian. And also, there's lots of nudity. Well, there's a lot of nudity before the redemption moment, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Which is just the... That's how, you get, that's how you get a good payoff. Yeah. I mean, that's the story of every weekend of my adolescence growing up, so... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm sure there's... What, is, are there other things we want to talk about? Let's just... I'm going to look through my notes. Oh, man. The moment where the girl... The, one of the Miss America pageant... Um, she says what she would do with a million dollars. I would buy out clear so that no one uh, could use it. Uh, and then I could, and then I could pop everyone's pimples cause they'd have acne. And then she pauses uh-huh. and then she says, mm, pus. Yeah. I wrote down. Mm, pus. <laughs> That's exactly what I remember wrote. What mm, referred to. Pus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, uh, another bit that I liked, uh, was like, yeah, when he's, yeah, I think it's when Milton Berle, when he's coming out, so he's like in a trance, and he's coming out of the Milton Berle, like, hallucinatory sequence, and he comes back to being on stage, and he's just in like this trance, where he's just like, his head is bobbing, and he's just saying, take my wife, please, take my wife, please, take my wife, please, over and over yeah. again, uh, and then the audience loves him, I don't know, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um there's a i was actually reminding me uh, uh, uh never mind that's doesn't matter i mean i can cut it but i'll just mention it um uh-huh. but it was reminding me of that episode of louis where louis is hanging out with this comedian who makes a bunch of fart jokes and just really raunchy comedian i don't know have you seen uh-huh. that episode and he, he's like sh- sure. sharing a hotel with him i think and um but yeah it's it actually is kind of the same situation where Louis is watching a comedian that he thinks is garbage, but this comedian is nailing it and he's nailing it by making all of these really gross easy jokes and then uh-huh. Louis goes up and wants to try to make some more serious jokes and um bombs and doesn't do well and i I just wonder uh i'm I'm sure that that's an experience that every single comic has had, but I'm wondering uh-huh. where that i mean that's that's a plot element and going overboard. And I wonder if that's coming uh, out of the writer director or if that's coming out of LaRose and Sandler thinking about comedy, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, it says that they wrote additional stand up, but I don't know how much of the plot they actually mm-hmm. came up with together. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's an interesting thing that like a comic would know that a comic would be able to appreciate there's this pressure thing. There's a lot about like the stage anxiety and like the fear of bombing. Yeah. And stuff. There's a lot in there and a lot of justification. Actually, oh, I didn't write this down. This is a great moment too. But there's a lot of like random characters coming out like Neptune or whoever and being like the power of laughter. It's important. Yeah. Which is like what a comedian would want to hear, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're not worthless. But there's a great moment where uh, Bob, Am Sandler's friend, is like, after Am Sandler's bombed, and he's like, oh, you're fine, you're fine. And he's like, you know what? To tell you the truth, I hate comedy. I hate stand-up comedians. <laughs> not every stand-up comedian, but 99% of comedians. Just like a guy who goes up and just talks about how he's fat or bald and how worthless he is, and then he's like, please like me, please like me. Good. It's like, come on, get out of here. There's like a part with yes. that, and it's like, wow. That, again, like, there are three or four who's, moments where yeah. it's like, who is, wh- what is happening right now? It's yeah, like a, whose voice is that? It's like a moment of, of clarity. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> or, or like a, the moment that the dream becomes lucid, like, oh, this is what it means. No, never mind, we're, uh, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back to the terrorists. Uh. Um, of of uncertain origin. Um, I have yeah. I have some lines that just I don't remember. Uh, and this one I can't even read. Uh, his his something are on the ship. Who's the woman and who are her parents? Oh oh, never mind. Um, I know that one. He'll find philosophy in the can. Do you remember this line? Who said it? He'll find. Ph- no. Oh oh. So General Noriega says it. The, the woman okay. and she they're like making that joke because she wants him to release her father oh, and then he uh, says you know uh, he'll find philosophy in the can like it his, him being imprisoned will help him the scene immediately after that moment is the scene with Dickie Diamond and that's the beginning of him starting to come into a kind of self-awareness and he's in the can yeah he's in the can what the Whoa. hell <laughs> this movie's really should we, this podcast should just be us watching going overboard <laughs> Should we watch it? Should we watch it again yeah. and then see if we find more? Yeah, we'll watch things. it again. See, <laughs> it just gets deeper and deeper um, as we watch it more. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. When does he shoot the TV? When does General Noriega shoot the TV? I don't remember. I, I mean that the frame is. Yeah, I think a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Like I just think. It makes it. It doesn't uh-huh. make sense, and that's uh-huh. part of the fun because this the fact that this movie exists in the world mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Um, but I actually really, really enjoy the frame and the way that they keep playing into the frame and the fact that the first line of the movie is, "Yeah, Amy. I I thought and that was it, great too." He... <laughs> and before that, you're like hearing like there's like I feel like there's like mosquitoes buzzing and like helicopters. Yeah, it's like oh man. Yep. What is this? You can you can tell he's in uh, like a uniform of some kind. Yeah, some kind I was of so thrown. You know, I was dictator. So yeah, and then he says, "Eat me." Yeah, and you realize he's looking through uh, all these different uh, porn films. Um, what's a snuff film for our audience? I know what it is. Obviously, uh oh. Uh, well, a snuff film is supposedly uh, it's a film where someone dies. Oh, okay basically so it's a film so i guess so it's a it's it's an urban legend that they film people being murdered and then there's like a black market for those tapes but no one has ever found one okay that 
what didn't exist for like other so dicky diamond doesn't die because it looks like he drowned so. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> going over for yeah. stuff though <laughs> um there's a yeah there is a moment where general norega also shoots yes he's looking through all these porn porns 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 plural um he puts yes. in the unsinkable Shecky Moskowitz ends up being this other movie. At some point he shoots the, the, the TV. He just destroys the TV. Um, yeah, he does. And uh-huh. then there's no more, there's no more unsinkable Shecky Moskowitz. There's also no more going overboard because that was the movie that had been mislabeled as unsinkable Shecky Moskowitz. Then we get mm-hmm. the credits for the movie going overboard. Then we cut back to at the very end, general Noriega, with a grenade holding a kitten he pulls the grenade tosses it and blows himself up and that's the end of the film right Um, yeah which i don't understand the kitten there although there is uh what was this what was the name of the yellow teeth song slap your cat spank the cat smack the cat slap the cat um something like that yeah yeah it's a good really? song too. Yeah, it was a good song. <laughs> I, I'm glad they showed the whole song. <laughs> I don't yeah, need, they did. Uh, I don't need just like a snippet. Give me the whole thing. I want to really see this because uh, uh, they had to make it a, uh, an hour and 37 minutes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we can kind of wrap up, and and in the future, hopefully, we'll know better how to wrap up so that we don't have to say we can wrap up now. We'll have like yeah. some kind of outro music, outro <laughs> music that starts playing. Final, Final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, rec- uh, rating of the movie for you, and then would you recommend it to others? Ooh, this is a tough one because it's yeah, it's not good, right. but but there are things that I enjoyed a lot about it, like the end, um, <laughs> like <laughs> like mm. when it ended. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so I yeah. What is it the rating out of? I don't even know. What's the set of hot system? dogs? <laughs> How many? Out of hot dogs. Um, I don't know. Out of ten, Let, uh, let's do or no. I'm let's uh, you want to do a ten an IMDb rating or you want to do like a a Rolling Stone rating? Oh, it's a Rolling Stone. Rating. Uh, four stars. I think it's out of four, four stars. stars. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, I'm gonna give it a bad yeah rating, and I'm also not gonna okay. recommend it. But I really enjoy okay. it. Here's yeah, <laughs> it, that makes it sense. does. Okay, <laughs> like objectively, it wasn't good, but I feel like that I there are these moments of creativity. There's this goofy freewheeling like college movie spirit yes. about it that I enjoyed. So I'd recommend it if you like those things. If you can find. Like some of those things with like the camera angle or whatever. Oh yeah, your read, your like clever. nuanced reading of the bar scene was really great. Yeah. So, so I'd recommend it if you if for okay. that if you're looking for that, but not in any other. Yeah, way. I think um, I agree that I would I would give it a low rating, but even as I say that, I don't really understand what I'm rating it on. It's. I mean, I know. Even if I yeah, think I of a scale, like okay, IMDb, <laughs> one out of ten, uh, or 
maybe five out of ten. Like I don't know because I don't know what this is in relation yeah. to because this movie is so strange. Um, and I yeah. think what I would say is I wouldn't recommend it to anyone except people who don't really like Adam Sandler movies because okay. yeah, I'm like just my own personal experience. I really liked Adam Sandler as a kid and then have slowly moved away. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people are like that, but I've seen some of the newer stuff and there's like an element of irony that I could watch these movies ironically, you know, and like, Oh, this is a bad movie, but I'm watching it. Um, but with going overboard, there's like a third element. It's like, yeah, I, I used to like Adam, I used to like Adam Sandler a lot, and this has some of that kind of humor. I, I, well, I think what it is is that you can watch it ironically, but then you can also there are plenty of things that uh, you can actually appreciate about it and kind of be pleasantly surprised by. I was pleasantly surprised uh, a few different times um, in the movie, uh, but and I think people who don't like Adam Sandler might feel the same way. I think people who like Adam Sandler's movies consistently would not like this one because it doesn't feel like an Adam uh, Sandler movie. Um, no, no, but no. yeah, almost like if you like air airplane yeah. or. I was gonna say, I think of it. It's kind of to me. It's more on the tradition of those kind of yeah. spoof movies, um, and so rating it just within that tradition, uh, it is not. It is certainly not nearly as good as yeah. Airplane, uh, Hot Shots, uh, The yeah. Naked Gun, Top Secret, any of the classics of that genre. But I think I like it more than I like most of the scary movies or any of the ones that come out that come out yeah. more recently that were kind of trying yeah. to do that vein i would say that i liked it quite a bit more than i liked movies that were recent that have been come out recently in that vein so if you're really so i'd recommend it if you're itching for that kind of thing yeah if you're I like guess. a scary it's for the completest like you've watched all the scary movies yeah, for the and you don't know where to go next yeah. we got we got a movie uh, for you <laughs> we got a movie for you yeah Except the the problem with it being in that tradition is it's not actually parodying anything. Well, it just kind of has that same structure of not caring about the plot and just having being a yeah, series of bits. Yeah. Essentially, um, it is parodying the Christian com the Christian comedian redemption story. Um, but other than <laughs> oh, that, yes. yeah, it's not really yeah. really threw yeah. you a twist there. <laughs> yeah, that youth group was a weird one. Somebody. Please let me out. I swear to God, I will never flip anybody off again. I'll never curse. Somebody, please, if you're up there, please. Motherfucker. You stupid fox! I'm an atheist! <laughs> oh!